Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever episode of Logical Nonsense. I am your host, Hunter Schuler, and I'm just a 19-year-old kid talking about things I like to talk about. Uh, that, that includes sports, of course. You know, every kid likes about sports. Not every kid, I should say. But me, I I literally watched sports, sports Center as a cartoon for a kid. Uh, my parents thought I was weird, but that's just how I just how I function. It's always been a part of my life. It's something I strive myself in knowing a lot about. Uh, the next couple topics, uh, hip-hop and rap. I've almost always got a earbud in my earbud in my ear ear to listen to music. So I like to give my opinions on what I think is that's coming out is good and what's not going to be so great. Um, so we'll be going over the rap albums for sports today. We'll be going over the Super Bowl preview, of course, and then uh, I will transition into some sneaker and hype culture talk. Um, there's been some big news lately in that world, and then I will end it with my. Um, a special section at the end called Mystery Box. Uh, this will be whatever topic I like um, or the audience pick when we get a big enough audience to listen. You may be wondering, what does logical nonsense mean? Honestly, I don't know, but it's what I came up with for how I think about things. Uh, I've always been known as kind of an overthinker in the sense that I'm overanalyzing things. Um, whether that's life, friendships, whatever, you know, whatever the situation, I feel like I'm always overthinking things. And some people may think that as a disadvantage, but in terms of this podcast, that's a good thing because I'm going to be looking at things, um, over and trying to think and explain things to you guys the way I see them on both perspectives. So you're not just getting my biased opinion, but I will be try to do my best to give you both sides of the situation so you can not just get one you know um so often you see these podcasts and they're only giving you one side of the story uh and some of you guys like that you know but i think it's good to see both sides even if i don't agree with the other side (sighs) next part why am i qualified to talk about this with you guys you know i'm 19 years old I'm not a sports analyst. I'm not a rapper. Or, I mean, I was back in the day, but that doesn't count. You know, I'm not certified producer. Uh, I don't analyze music like a normal person, but I have listened to my plenty of hip hop and rap album music. And then um, sneaker and hype culture and fashion culture in general, you know. I'm an AMD T major, but that doesn't mean that I know everything about trends. That doesn't mean I know everything about the hype culture world. And that doesn't mean that I know exactly what I'm talking about, but I can tell you I'm going to do my research the best I can to give you and formulate opinions on what I think will look dope and what I think won't, you know, and what I think about the way that whole culture is going in a direction. First up on the list is the Super Bowl 55 played in Tampa Bay, Florida, uh, hometown of Tom Brady currently and the Buccaneers. How will this play out? Uh, I not sure. You know, I don't think there will be that many fans. I I don't remember how many they're letting in, but even so, you know, how many of those are going to be Tampa Bay fans and how many is that going to really affect them? The only thing I can see it affecting is, is that Kansas City has to go down to Tampa Bay, whereas Tampa Bay is already home. They're not going to have to travel. Um, With COVID rules, I know that will change things because I believe Kansas City has to 
fly there the day of, and um, that may be an issue, you know, um, because if they're flying there the day of and the other team's already there, they're already warmed up, you know, they're, they're there, you know, they don't have to wait for nobody. So we'll see how that affects things. Um, the matchup in general, um, I like this matchup. Um, but first, let's get into the new school versus old school. Um, new school versus old school. Uh, it's something, you know, whether it's rap, whether it's clothes, whether it's music, you know, what, whatever it is. People love new school versus old school. Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. They couldn't be more polar opposites. Patrick Mahomes coming to the league, and he comes in by by storm. I mean, that first season, people were saying, look at this man, put him in, you know. He plays those last two games. Why isn't he in the whole season? Well, he was playing behind, was it Alex Smith, I think? I could be wrong on that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was Alex, Alex Smith. You know, maybe he learned a lot. Maybe he wouldn't be the player he is today. Uh, Tyreek Hill said he wasn't very good when he first showed up to practice. So maybe he did learn a lot in that year. Um, you know, I think the year was good. Second year, he comes in a league, gets an MVP, gets all the way to conference championship, loses Patriots in the conference championship. You know, uh, if there's not that offsides play, maybe he wins a Super Bowl. Maybe we're talking about, hey man, is he going three straight? You know, is he is he gonna go three straight just like Brady did in his first however many years that he was a starting quarterback? So maybe we're looking at him different if that play goes a little differently, but that's an if, you know, that didn't happen. So here we have Patrick Mahomes coming off a fresh off a Super Bowl season, fresh off a $500 million contract, fresh off of proposing to his wife. He had a great 2020, you know, the rest of us fell down and fell in our face with shit because it was 2020, but Patrick Mahomes is sitting here over there like, man, man, I had a great year. Now let's finish it 2021 with a Super Bowl. We'll see. You know, he's he's facing one of the toughest guys to do it. You know, Eli Manning, one of the few guys who has beaten him in the Super Bowl. Not once, once but twice. So, you know, if the, the, the other side you got to look of this is Tom Brady. He's the old man. You know, he's 43. People say he's too old. People say the man's got an arm still. I mean, did you see him throw down to... Who was that, Scotty Miller in the second half? End of the second half? I mean, granted, that was a blown coverage, but still. You still got to be ready for that, and he he threw a perfect pass. I don't care what you guys say. He He's looking good, and it, when it comes to playoffs, I would not I would not doubt that man. He is not someone you want to doubt in the playoffs. He's done it before, and he'll do it again. Um, the, thing, the thing we got to look at um, is who to root for. You know, do you, do you want... People like Tom Brady gone, you know. I, I liked when I was growing up. The whole time I was growing up, I saw people like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, all those guys. What do they all have in po- common? They're pocket quarterbacks. Now you got this new age of Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's a little different story, but Lamar Jackson, um, you know, so many others. Deshaun Watson, um, who are these mobile quarterbacks that are versatile and not only are you having to stop them they're passing because they're so good passing but hustle on their feet you know they're just as much of a run threat as they are a pass threat 
Um, these dual threat quarterbacks are the change in the league, and that's the new school against this old school pocket passer that we've seen for however many years. Um, it's going to be interesting. Um, but getting into the matchup, this is where I'm transitioning. Patrick Mahomes is a great passer. Don't get me wrong, and I I want to get that make that clear before I go on this rant. Um, Patrick Mahomes just got done basically with a concussion. He cleared concussion protocol. I understand that, but let's let's be honest here. We don't know everything that goes into that concussion protocol. We don't know how good he actually felt going into that day. We don't. Obviously, he felt somewhat good if he could play like he did to the level last game against the Bills. Because I stopped watching after halftime, if I'm being honest, because I knew the game was over. You get up by that much at halftime against the Chiefs, the Chiefs aren't going to let you go. Um, he played good, but he wasn't the same. Um, he was... I watched the game, and the, the parts I saw, you know, he's not threatening the defense like he has been with his legs. Now, um... The Bills were playing a deep, deep coverage, like, um, so they could not, uh, they could take away the threat of Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey going deep. Uh, they've got so many weapons on that offense, you know, Mecole Hardman and Tyreek Hill, and, but, you know, they were like, run on us, you know, run on us. Let's see what Clyde Edwards Hilaire can do. Let's see what Damian Williams can do. Let's see what, um, Le'Veon Bell can do, um, you know, run on us. And they challenged him, and it didn't work. Um, now, the thing I like about this matchup is that the Bucks have a great defensive line. And with Vita Vea coming back, um, you know, you've got Nadama Kinsu, Jason Pierre-Paul. These are some older guys, but God dang, they are looking good. You know, they're getting to the quarterback time after time after time again the Chiefs have a great offensive line don't get me wrong they're going to protect but they're not I mean these guys are still going pressure on Mahomes and with Mahomes coming sh pretty fresh off of a big hit you know he's not going to be moving as much and the team is not going to want him to move as much because they need him for the Super Bowl now does that mean he's not going to get a couple runs here and there no but he's not going to be risking it as much as he has been in the past games so this means that this opens up the defense to being able to pressure without worrying about whether he's going to escape the pocket and go down the field for 20 yards and get a big run. You know, Tom Brady, they don't really need to worry about that. But Patrick Mahomes, you know, he gets out of the pocket and he's dangerous. You know, he, you come up off your man, you come off your man, and he is going to throw to that man that you just came off of. So it's a threat, you know, it's a it's a threat. Um, he could still be doing that. I could see him continue to uh, get out of the pocket, not necessarily to run, but to get that man to come off the man. Um, but I think it's going to open up Tampa Bay's defense to not be as stressed about that aspect of the game for Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, you're going to see, I don't know necessarily man, but maybe a little bit better of a chance to double up on, say, Tyreek Hill, uh, double up on Miko Hardman or Travis Kelsey, you know, be able to cover them more, not worry as much as quarterback spy getting out of the pocket. Uh, does that mean that they're going to contain this offense? No, there's no way to contain the Kansas City Chiefs. But if they can just hold them off 
of scoring a touchdown every single drive and maybe, you know, stopping them to a punt or a field goal every now and then, you know, Tampa Bay's got a shot. You know, I believe in Tom Brady, and if Tom Brady has a ball with four minutes to go in the fourth quarter and he's down by seven, I'm taking Tom probably every time, you know. He knows these games. He knows these late clutch situations. That's what he's that's why he's a good quarterback, you know. That's why he's for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, he got paid money because he's a good quarterback, and he deserves to be. This would be his seventh championship, and that's where I transition into Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, they have a legitimate shot to beat this. They've got weapons on offense, too. they got Mike Evans. They've got Scotty Miller, Chris Godwin, uh, Antonio Bryant, uh, Gronk, who is not the same Gronk we've seen before, but it's still dangerous, you know. He's still a hard man to tackle, and he can block pretty damn well. So, you know, the Chiefs' defense is, in my opinion, not as great as the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but, you know, guys like Tyron Matthew and Chris Jones are guys that are good, you know, and they can get to the quarterback. But, you know, guys like Tyron Matthew, he's all over the field. He's one of the best safeties in the game right now, in my opinion. Um, but we'll see again how the matchups come up. Uh, I like Murphy Bunting. I think he gets in people's heads if he can get into, I don't know who he will be covering. Whether that's Tyreek Hill, which is probably most likely, um, or Michael Hardman, Travis Kelsey. I would venture to guess it would be Tyreek Hill just because... He's their number one wide receiver. Um, you know, I think he'll get in his head a little bit. Um, we saw in that first matchup against Tampa and Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs won. But, again, I don't think it's the same team, you know. Um, that Tampa, the, this, this Chiefs team, I think is different with Patrick Mahomes. I know we didn't really see much of that difference in the Bills game, but I just... Some people aren't probably going to think, you know, he's got two weeks to recover again. Two more weeks to recover after this injury, this big hit that I've been talking about. He's got two weeks to recover. Like, I don't think it's going to affect him that much. But I I do, you know. Uh, three weeks is iffy. He might be okay, and we might be seeing this Patrick Mahomes we've seen all year. <laughs> the Patrick Mahomes who probably deserved the MVP but had not... The people just change their mind so quickly to give it to Aaron Rodgers. All of a sudden, this hype to give it to Aaron Rodgers, which look how that worked out. Um, you know, I think Patrick Mahomes deserves to be the MVP, and I don't think that should be disputed. Aaron Rodgers had a great year, but he's not Patrick Mahomes. That's period, you know. So... Who do I think is going to win the Super Bowl? It's a tough one, you know. Do you go with the old reliable Tom Brady? Because if you doubt him, you know, that's a tough thing to do too. I, I I just can't bet against the Chiefs. I'm sorry. I know I'm betting against Tom Brady. I know what I'm up against. This is however many Super Bowls he's been in. The seventh one that he would win, I just don't see it. Um. I think this offense is too hard to handle, and I don't think the Bucks have a good enough defense to handle it. We saw it in the first game. 
Tyreek Hill had a breakout game in that game. They were not able to cover him. And I don't think that they can cover him this time around either. Uh, They will find ways to get him open. And if you get that man started, good luck. Good luck. Quick transition on that Super Bowl. You know, everyone's going to be watching it on that February 7th. They should be at least. Um, I think it'll be fun to watch. Just there's going to be so much offense. I'm sorry. I just see it being a high scoring game. And if you don't think it's going to be a high scoring game, I don't think you watch very much football. So our next topic, rap albums coming out today, actually, um, probably out right now. Um, today, first album up was The Voice, uh, the deluxe version by Lil Durk. I believe Lil Durk released this album earlier in the year. I did not listen. Sorry, I did. I'm. I've heard Lil Durk. I am a fan of some of his music. I thought his verse in <laughs> Drake's song. Uh, laugh now cry later was very good but besides that i am honestly not a huge Lil dirk fan so i cannot give my opinion on whether this deluxe album will make it a better album than it already was or not but what i can say is you know deluxe versions can either really better the album or they can make it way worse and i think you know when what we saw with Lil uzi's deluxe version you know that was a great deluxe great deluxe had it not been for the deluxe you know that album's still great but it's not discussed as one of his best albums you know the next is uh the 2k stimulus uh by 2k baby 2k baby is one of my favorite up-and-coming rappers he his last album i thought was fantastic um he is just so gifted as a musician in terms of how he can hit different tones and notes in his music while also being a great rapper. I think he is someone that people need to watch out for. His music is just very great, so I will be excited to listen to this when it drops. Again, that's probably right now. And then the next one is The Art of Finesse and 2 by Fendi P, also known as Corner Boy P. Uh, I'm not. I, he goes by Fendi P now. I I remember I I liked one one song on his last album that was really good, but honestly not too much known about him. Uh, Haiti Baby Trap Art Best of Both Words Both Worlds by Thutmoose and Sound Ancestors by Madlib. So if you guys know any of these artists, I do not um, let them know. And yesterday. Uh, Fredo dropped Money Can't Buy Happiness. That was a... Um, I have only listened to Fredo's... One of his albums that released over the summer. And it was actually really good. Fredo is a pretty talented rapper. Not super well known, but pretty talented. Um, last week we had a pretty big drop. So I'm not super surprised that there's not a ton of music out this weekend. But, so if you guys want to listen to any of those, please check them out. And that will move on to our next segment, Sneaker and Hype Culture. What I want to talk about on this section is Jerry Lorenzo moving to Adidas. Now this happened, it was announced I think a couple weeks ago. But 
they released uh, the Adidas released a promo video welcoming in Jerry Lorenzo, and um, they showed you know Jerry Lorenzo's face, and there's the picture of him with the three stripes on the back of his neck, which I don't know if that's real or not. I hope not. No offense to Jerry Lorenzo, but it's kind of pathetic. Like, bro, you just signed with them. You know, you were with Nike for a long time. I really like Fear of God. Fear of God makes some really nice stuff. I really like Jerry Rolando. He, I respect him as an individual, as a designer, and what he does. His ideas, they're insane. But, um, you know, that's kind of ridiculous if you tattooed Adidas symbol to the back of your neck. Not going to knock on him, but, you know, bro, you just signed with him. Like, chill. Jerry Rolando. So, this brings up the topic. They're... They, when he signed with Adidas, they said, you know, why would he leave Nike? You know, why leave Nike at this time? You know, Fear of God was doing pretty good with Nike. Um, from what I gathered and the research I gathered, I have found that he was not happy with Nike. Um, his plans and Nike's plans just did not meet. Lorenzo wanted to expand the brand with Nike, and Nike was not prepared for that. They wanted to be collaborators, collaborations, um, and do small releases, or not small necessarily, but um, smaller, I should say. Um, they had some good releases, but they were never hyped up, I feel like, as much as, say, the Off-White release or any of the other collaborations they have. I feel like Nike had a lot more going on, and Lorenzo wanted more attention than he got. He felt like he was bringing in revenue to the brand um, that they probably wouldn't have gotten without him. And Nike, I don't think, saw him as big of a necessity to their company as Lorenzo did to Nike. And that's where I think they match. Uh, there even came out the sign that before Kobe died that he wanted to leave for similar reasons and that he was not getting enough tension for from the brand to do what he wanted with his goals and his um, brand so is this something that nike is doing currently you know is this a trend and if this is a trend how does this affect the way people view nike you know is nike a bad company i don't think so you know nike has a lot on their plate and they have a lot of people they collaborate and you know even look at kanye west he left and i'm sure it's because he didn't give attention um nike has a lot of people they gotta look out you know they got jordan they've got all these different collaborators they've got virtual blow they've got all these people that they're trying to satisfy and i think lorenzo wanted to collaborate but really in the end i think he wanted his own jordan or um different whatever you know i don't i think he wanted his own section of the brand if that makes sense and i don't think nike was ready to do that at that time um so they parted ways and i don't think nike's at fault for that and i don't think lorenzo's for fault for that does it suck because i like the stuff that he did with Nike, of course it sucks, you know, I thought his basketball line was really, really cool stuff, I thought his uh, merchandise he made was very cool, um, but we won't see it anymore, so, um, 
that's that's it for today for the rap and the sneaker culture not a ton going on right now in terms of those two um i will get into more of the sneaker hype culture um this week and releases i believe um the Kyrie ray guns either release today or yesterday i want to say today um let me check on that Yep, they released today. They are actually still available. I could get some right now. Tomorrow will be the University Gold. By the time you're listening, it probably is already out. University Gold, Jordan 9. Uh, February 4th, they are releasing the Dunk High Times Ambush in the pink colorway. All pink fuchsia. They call it Comic Fuchsia. And then February 6th, they will be releasing quite a bit of sneakers. Dang. Um, They've got some... Air Force One Essentials, all pink. Blazer Low, 77 suede, uh, in an olive kind of olive and white colorway. Some black and metallic gold. Uh, Air Jordan 12 Lows, those are very, very look nice. And then some anthracite fives. And that will be it for that. But those are some to look out for um, next week. Um, it's just some releases from Nike and Jordan. I'm not a huge Adidas guy, so I do not know if Yeezy is dropping anything special this week. But that moves me on to the next topic, which will be my mystery box topic. This week, we have the Wall Street War. Wall Street War. Wow. I did not expect this. Um, I invested some money back in August, I think. Uh, just $50, you know, I just wanted to play with it, kind of understand how it worked, uh, the ins and outs, I'm no expert on stocks, and I'm still learning the ropes, but I have done fairly well, uh, there have been stocks where I, you know, I bought, and sold, but this last week was different, man, I mean, I looked at GameStop, and I'm, and I, I did not know the situation at first, um, and as I learned, you know, with, kind of the the whole thing of it's Wall Street versus us, you know, the the big dogs, you know. I think it is kind of BS in the point, and I understand the point they're trying to prove. Um, I do think it's kind of annoying in the sense that the big dogs are getting pissed because they lost money to basically a troll. That's what this is. Uh, it's basically a meme, and they don't like it because it's not the way they thought the economy would work you know they're the experts they should know everything well you should have read into this i'm sorry but if that's how you want to play you've got to do your research and as of now the internet reddit social media is part of the research they are the investors and whether you like it or not whether we are rich or not we are investors too and we have money too and we have a say in the stock market and whether we should be investing in GameStop or whether we should be investing in AMC, that's up to us, man, you know? Because, yeah, the stock goes up when we purchase a ton of shares of it. But, you know, maybe the the trends in their um, account statements say that they're going to go down and that they are actually losing profits right now and they're not doing well in GameStop and AMC. Maybe that's what you guys see and you don't think it's fair for us to, a bunch of us to, but that's our decision. That is not your decision and I understand that you lost a, money, a lot of money on this, 
but it is not your say, even though it is your job to predict these kinds of things and put money in. That's how you make money. It is not your job to tell the average American who are working these 9-to-5 jobs, who are working these, um, you know, tough jobs in the middle class and the lower class, you know, who are trying to just make a little bit of extra money on the side on what to do with our money. If we want to invest in a company that's tanking and we want to coordinate a group and say, hey, we should all invest in this because, you know, we will do well if we all invest in the same company. Why is that? bad i understand in the sense that we're manipulating the market right you know that's bad you know that's really bad because then everyone's going to be making money maybe you know i understand what you're saying there maybe manipulating the market's bad and maybe if we just keep doing that you know we will never know what actually company is doing well i call that bs because at the end of the day you know, those account statements are going to come in and your quarter three statements are going to come in and your quarter four statements are going to come in and those are going to dip. <laughs> you know, we're going to keep putting money in, but there's other money to be made, you know. So I don't understand why it's such a big deal. Um, I think people need to calm down. They're going ballistic over things, just small little things like, God dang, calm down. Um you know, this reminds me of the sports cards market right now. You know, everyone wants a sports card because we're in, what, quarantine? You know, we've got all this money to spend because of stimu- stimulus checks. I don't know. Where are we getting this money one? And why is everyone wanting to spend it at the same time on the same thing? I don't know. You know, investments, sports cards. God, we just, I don't know what's going on. I think we're losing our brains a little bit. But, like, calm down, people. Calm down. If you listen today, thank you for coming and joining us. I truly appreciate it. Uh, I hope you found an escape. That's what this is meant to be. You know, there's so much shit going on in the world right now. Listening to a 19-year-old kid babble on about sports and freaking new school versus old school rap albums, sneaker culture, these freaking mystery box that he just made up on the fly. Maybe that's fun. I hope it is. You know, I hope that makes you escape. While you're driving to work or school or whatever you're doing, I hope I really hope it does. I hope you enjoyed this, and please support me if you want more. Uh, make sure to subscribe. Put the ringer on. Um, I will try to be delivering more content weekly for you guys.